0: Welcome to the News Hour. A top Israeli official is offering new hope tonight for a deal to free the hostages in Gaza and pause the fighting there. Benny Gantz is a member of the Israeli war cabinet and he spoke today at a news conference in Tel Aviv. There are ongoing attempts to promote a new hostage deal and there are promising early signs of possible progress. We will not stop looking for a way and we will not miss any opportunity to bring our people home. Gantz also warned that, if there is no deal, fighting will continue into Ramadan, the Muslim holy month that begins in March. In Gaza, Israeli airstrikes rained down again overnight, and hospital officials reported at least 67 Palestinians were killed. Palestinians said bombs crushed family homes in Rafah, where more than a million Gazans have fled. One man condemned the world's response, including Tuesday's U.S. veto of a U.N. ceasefire resolution. This veto was not a surprise. The whole world has made the decision of committing a genocide against the Palestinian people. If all the images across more than 140 days did not push the world to take action, then what are they waiting for? The Hamas-run Gazan Health Ministry reported the overall death toll in the territory now exceeds 29,300 people. Israeli lawmakers today rejected international pressure for a unilateral declaration of a Palestinian state. The Knesset sided overwhelmingly with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who said the statehood issue must be part of overall peace negotiations. A related question is now before the World Court at The Hague. U.S. State Department lawyers argued today that Israel should not be asked to immediately withdraw from all the Palestinian lands that were captured in 1967 during the Six Day War. The UN Court will eventually issue a non binding opinion. In Russia, Alexei Navalny's mother filed suit against prison officials who have refused to release her son's remains. The opposition leader reportedly died last week at a high-security Arctic prison. Russian authorities have said they will hold Navalny's body for two weeks while they investigate his cause of death. Russia's capture of a city in eastern Ukraine has touched off a new exodus in the region. People are now fleeing areas near Avdika in the Donetsk region after it was taken by the Russians over the weekend. Many of the evacuees are elderly and cannot leave without assistance. Some say they worry their towns will be blasted into ruins. It's unbearable to endure what is happening. They are bombarding and destroying everything. Shall I wait till they destroy us? I'm leaving everything behind home, flat, everything. Meanwhile, there are signs that the fall of Avdika was a bigger blow to Ukraine's military than first believed. New reports indicate that up to 1,000 Ukrainian troops are missing, including hundreds who may have been captured by the Russians. A hearing is wrapped up in London on whether to green-light the extradition of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to the U.S. Supporters today demanded his release. They and his defense team maintain he should not be punished for leaking troves of documents that exposed U.S. misdeeds in Iraq and Afghanistan. The U.S. argues Assange put the lives of intelligence sources at risk. A ruling isn't expected until March at the earliest. Farmer protests turn violent in India today. One protester was killed after farmers fought with police who fired tear gas. The farmers are marching toward New Delhi to demand higher prices for their crops. And in Spain, farmers drove hundreds of tractors into Madrid to denounce European Union policies. It was their largest demonstration yet. Back in this country, the gap in campaign cash between President Biden and former President Trump is getting wider. The Trump campaign reports it ended January with $30 million on hand after spending more than it took in. Biden's re-election campaign jumped to a surplus of 56 million dollars. And on Wall Street, tech stocks drifted lower again while the rest of the market managed fractional gains. The Dow Jones Industrial Average added 48 points to close at 38,612. The Nasdaq fell 50 points. The S&P 500 was up 6 points. Still to come on the news hour, Alabama's Supreme Court rules that frozen embryos are children. A new app aims to make traffic stops in Minnesota safer. The potentially scary implications of an AI tool that creates extremely realistic video, plus much more. This is the PBS NewsHour, from WETA Studios in Washington, and in the West, from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University.